with the Florida Panthers having three days off once again and the games in hand not going their way throughout the weekend, we start now to get into the mindset of the Panthers being sellers at the deadline. On today's show, we're, we're, we are going to talk about when B- Bill Zito should rip the Band-Aid off and sell and what would the expiring deals be worth on the Florida Panthers roster. We're going to discuss this next here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Sunday, February 25th podcast part of the locked on podcast network where it's your team every day thank you for making the locked on florida panthers podcast your first listen of the day i'm armando velez and you can follow me on twitter at monoman 12 follow the show account on twitter at lo underscore f l a panthers don't forget to subscribe to the youtube channel and send in your five star rating to whichever podcast app you listen to locked on panthers and send it over to me on twitter at lo underscore fla panthers or email it to me at locked on fla panthers at gmail.com for your chance to win two free tickets to the florida panthers versus chicago blackhawks game and i want to say thank you to everybody who is subscribed to the youtube channel we have just passed 200 subscribers on the youtube channel so thank you thank you everybody for your support for this show and thankful to be bringing in uh bringing you coverage of this team on, on the daily but let's let's just jump right into it we we knew how detrimental this was to the Florida Panthers once they did lose to the Buffalo Sabres on Friday night if you want to go check out my recap full recap of that game for the Cats and the Sabres check it out it, it was a Fairbanks Friday edition of the show so you have a full description painted a picture. But now the Florida Panthers didn't get much help with uh with the game with the games in hand over the weekend. The pe- the Penguins beat the Blues three to two in, in overtime. Tampa Bay beats Detroit. That's a little help, but Buffalo wins, New York wins, and I just turned off the the game in the middle of Penguins Lightning after they scored five goals in in the last five minutes of period two so not a lot of help for for the panthers on that front so now it's start now we have to start getting into the mindset of what the panthers are going to be doing at friday's trade deadline and it's also a sunday edition of the show which is another edition of sunday with slump alex slump from full press hockey is back here on the show for another edition of locked on panthers and it's a little bit of a different one um episode for the for us today as now we are starting to shift our focus to friday's nhl trade deadline alex welcome back to the show and any oh i want to give you the floor for maybe some opening (laughs) thoughts on the panthers uh game on friday and what has developed over the weekend yeah well uh, hey thanks for having me back good to be here again uh yeah i mean not a lot going uh, the Panthers' way—they're not getting help. That's for sure. It's been uh, been pretty tough scoreboard watching. As a, a fan of the Panthers, really nothing. I think ninety percent of these games have not gone their way. It's been tough. Buffalo game, obviously. Um, you know, a lot of people were calling that uh, must win, and that didn't happen. But I mean, you go into that game without you know your your top two centers and Barkov and Bennett. 
I mean, what what do you do? They're injured. It, it just it's the way it is. It's been a frustrating theme this season, and obviously uh, that injury bug rearing its ugly head uh, right for that game. Just brutal timing. Uh, what are you going to do? I thought the boys, uh, you know, fought as best they could, but without their leader and uh, obviously knowing how important that game was and being down the type of players they were down, that was demoralizing. You could see that a little bit too in the play. And just, uh, it's tough because, you know, I think that this team has battled really hard all year. Um, these guys have really been playing their hearts out. And so, you know, I, I know that they want to be in a, a better place than they are right now at this part of the season. Uh, and for them to be on the outside looking in and the teams that they got to jump just on on the heater they are, uh, it, it's frustrating, I think, for the, for the players, especially uh, the fans. Uh, and it's tough. But, hey, there's 20 games left. It's a quarter of a season in play. Um, who knows? You go on a heater, maybe something happens. So, well, uh, I guess uh, we'll see. I, th- I still think this wild card race is going to be exciting, regardless. Uh, I don't think cats are thrown in the towel, but as you said, looking like could be sellers, sure. Yeah, yeah. and you know, they they were on a little uh, on a run in January, and then of course the way it ended in, um, before the All Star break with Boston. But really, ever since that, ever since uh, February 11th, they're three four zero, and they're in their in their last uh, seven games, and of course. Uh, Three, two of those losses are, excuse me, all four of those losses are are two goals or more in, in the in, in in those. If you want to count an empty net goal at the end in the Colorado game, um, then th- th- then it's only three of the four of the four losses too. So it's just been about the the Panthers not re- even in their losses keeping them close. Of course, you come out firing against Tampa Bay in the first game back. Uh, of course, the 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 fact that the Panthers didn't really have to travel due to them hosting the all-star game too, for the guys who were there uh, and the great performance that Sergey Bobrovsky had against Minnesota. Of course you had your must win game against Washington, but then you have this must win game against Buffalo. Everything it, it just becomes ugly from the start uh, for, 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 well, not from the start, but, but from the second period on where you, you, you thought this game was, was right in hand and yeah. you put 50 shots on, on goal. I mean, you put 55 on Monday against, against Anaheim and John Gibson stood on his head. He stood on his head again yeah. over the weekend against, against Carolina hurricanes. He was the sole reason why they, they won. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just with the Panthers where they are and, you know, go, you, you win that game against Buffalo. You're, you're still behind in points percentage, even, even with that win. And you're sitting. You, you're at that point. You would be at that point where those teams wouldn't pass you yet, but you lose, and then those teams pass you. So it looks a little different. The mindset's a little different. The money puck odds. I, I believe last time I checked were 39 percent after all those wins uh, by the teams playing over over the weekend. That's probably going to go down to like probably like low 30s now at this point for the for the team, and it's just. When when do when when do when do the Panthers sell? And you you spoke about twenty one games left. If you want to get to ninety six, the the maximum allow, amount of points you can drop from now until April fourteenth. I think that's the last regular season game. Game number eighty two is ten points. You could only lose ten points from now mm-hmm. until the last game of the season if you want to get it to that 96 
point benchmark. Mm-hmm. And that that's gonna be that's gonna be a tough task. That's seven fifty hockey for, for the Panthers, and they haven't they hadn't done that all season. Mm-hmm. So it's like when do when do the Panthers rip the band-aid and sell, which is the title of this show? Do they do it right before the Tampa Bay game, or do they wait until the eleventh hour uh, of 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 the trade deadline? Mm-hmm. Right. I, you know, I don't think it's a it's a question of like when they should sell. Uh, it's just how hard they should sell. Um, that's kind of the way I've looked at because uh, to me, yep, there's 21 games. You're definitely not buying. Okay, you're not buying because hey, let's say Panthers do play this 750 hockey. You know, and they they win the race in the wild card. Well, congrats! First prize is the Boston Bruins, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. I mean, and that team is stacked. They just did a trade to get Orlov and Hathaway over there. They are so deep. They are going to be a very very difficult out. Uh, then you also have, you know, the rest of the favorites in the East. So uh, even if the Panthers were better positioned, I still don't think it was necessarily a buy um, year just because of how good the East is and. We saw what happened last season. Zito went out and sold to try and get it, and it didn't work out. And now, look, I mean, pipeline's dry. You don't have any first-round picks. You got nothing to show for it, and that's tough. So you didn't want to do that again this year. So for me, it was always, I think, going to be a sell. I think if this team gets healthy, sure. I mean, anything can happen in hockey. Maybe they go on a run. But my thing is, how hard do they sell? I think with who they have available, uh, I like to call it like a soft a, a soft retool sort of a deal. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's a whole lot of value in their expiring guys. Uh, I think their biggest trade chip, in my opinion, is Sam Reinhart. I think you'll probably have to retain on salary, but I think he's a guy that obviously plays good puck. He knows how to find the back of the net. Um, but you look at what, uh, how this team is built, the system that they go for, he doesn't really fit in it. Uh, I think his best year was last you know, season when he was playing on a ridiculously stacked team. He was playing on the third line and got to face third pairing defensemen all the time, and he ate him up. But uh, on this team, he can't be in that role. You can free up some cap space, and I do think his value warrants a first-round uh, pick in return. You probably have to retain for it. Zito needs to build up his uh, his pipeline. He, I think his goal this trade deadline is getting a first round pick for this year's draft. It's nice and deep. And I think that's just got to be his goal. However he goes about it, I think Reinhardt's probably that best piece to do it. And I think if he's off the team and you're still trying to like go for a run, I think the team still can. And I mean, obviously, I mean, cup's probably not happening. <laughs> so uh, I think that's got to be the goal. Get that high draft pick. And um yeah, start building up the pipeline because you have some good contracts still uh, going into next season uh, that you can build off of and and try and have a bit of a better year. So don't blow it up. Don't sell away everything, but uh, get stuff so you can start building up your prospect pool again because it is so, so lean right now. Mm-hmm. And definitely depleted, of course, with last year's uh, trade deadline and um, of course, with the streakiness that Sam Reinhardt can be at times. And of course, uh, we do have some some rumors about the other Sam as well, which we'll discuss in the next segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about Athletic Greens. And I started using 
AG1 because sometimes I have a little bit too much coffee and I need a little bit of a break from the coffee. So I, I that's why I turn to Athletic Greens. So what is this stuff? It's one delicious scoop of AG1. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sort, superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition with just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Back on this Sunday, February 26th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. And the NHL trade deadline is March 3rd. So join us live on the Locked On NHL YouTube channel from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern as the Locked On NHL hosts will be there to break down the biggest deals from across the league on the Locked On NHL network, where it's your team every day. I still have yet to announce my plans for the trade deadline based on the fact that it is in the middle of the day. I do have a day job, but uh, just going to try to work around certain things with the day job to try to bring all of you guys some right as the trade deadline passes to keep your content fresh on everything in relation to the Panthers based on the, on the deadline. But Al, Al, but also Alex, um, let's go. A, a few moves happened uh, th- this week for the trade deadline. Of course, uh, former Panther of Genny Dodonoff uh, was traded from the Dallas stars, excuse me, from the Montreal Canadiens to the Dallas stars uh, who, who was, who will be reunited with Pete DeBoer. Of course, in, uh, to first stint with the Panthers, he was under, uh, Pete DeBoer, uh, Jack Johnson, who was with the Colorado Avalanche last year is tra- being, uh, was with the Blackhawks, was traded back to Colorado. Timo Meyer, the worst kept secret, as far as the rumor, mill, <laughs> as far as the yeah, trade right. line, <laughs> honestly so, <laughs> traded to the New Jersey devils. Uh, and they do will have his RFA rights to, uh, Tanner Janot was scratched, uh, tonight for the Nashville Predators and could be on his way to Tampa. That Nothing official on that. Patrick Kane to New, the New York Rangers could happen as soon as Wednesday. And the Rangers did keep two players from playing, even though they dressed based on paper transaction reasons. And uh, Ivan Barbashev was uh, traded to the Vegas Golden Knights. So the St. Louis Blues, we've talked about the Panthers retool. And the St. Louis Blues retooled big time in getting multiple first-round picks and uh, getting Zach Dean, who was another first-round pick for Vegas. So if you're a first-round pick who gets drafted by Vegas, chances are you're never going to play for that organization. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So Honestly. <laughs> so with with that, with and and the St. Louis Blues, with all that draft capital, we talked about re- – a lot of people have talked about retooling for them. They could go use all that draft capital and go after Jacob Tricker and, and just be right back into the – yeah. to the race next year uh, with their, their their core that they already have there. So with the Panthers, we let's go back. Let's circle this back around the Panthers and just see what they could do with like retooling. With You mentioned Sam Reinhart, biggest trade piece, which I agree with you. You could get a first. You you gave a first for him and, and Devin Levi and uh, for to the Buffalo uh, Sabres. 
but of course, we spoke about streakiness for Sam Reinhardt, and he has he'll have one year left after this year. Sam Bennett is another one, and his his contract is very cap friendly, no pun intended, for 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 the Panthers. Two, he'll have two more years, and the but the question is, if you trade Sam Bennett, which Colorado has been kicking the tires reportedly on Sam Bennett. How much faith do you have that Anton Lindell and or Etulusterainen will be ready to become the two C, either after March third or starting next season for the Panthers? I would have more faith right now in Etulusterainen taking those two C minutes mm-hmm. as of right now, based on how he's developed. It, it, the development curve for Anton Lindell started on the defensive end, but even even with going on Barkov's line, it's plateaued a little bit mm-hmm. too. So as of right now, I would trust more Etulus Dorainen if they do decide to go that way versus Anton Lindell being the 2C. Yeah, 100%. I agree. Um, and I think that the Panthers have to look at the Blues and be like, this is the template of how you do a soft rebuild and quickly turn it around. Uh, this is incredible what they're doing over in St. Louis. Uh, they've got a bunch of bunch of assets. They could very well be right back in the next season. So I think that's what the Panthers should try and look to do as well. Um, maybe they don't have quite the asset to maybe do it, but I do think that they should move on from Reinhardt. And as you said, Ben has got a really cap-friendly deal uh, with term. He is a great addition onto any team. I would like for the Panthers to keep him for that reason, uh, just because mm-hmm. they're still kind of cap crunch. I think, like, where else are you going to find a guy who does what Bennett does at that money? I, I, I don't know. So I, I like it, but if the return is good, right, then, uh, I mean, you got to listen to everything. So if the, the abs are kicking tires, I mean, maybe see what they're, they're willing to throw around. Uh, at the beginning of the year, I thought Anton Lundell was going to be ready to take the leap. I really like the way that he had been uh, developing. Uh, but as you said, he's kind of plateaued. Uh, he still has that defensive side to him. is very good. And I think he will uh, be a phenomenal uh, third-line center and being able to play just kind of that two-way game there. But I think if you if you had to go with one of him or Lusto Reinen for those second-line minutes, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think Lusto has really uh, excelled this year. His development has just taken that a whole other step. Uh, he's embraced a larger role, kind of ran with it, and he's showing he can um, sort of take on a 2C role uh, uh, with more minutes. So it isn't really who I'd want to go with next season. Uh, just, you know, you want to give him a little bit more time to develop, but uh, especially just with how good the East is, like, I don't know if that you're going to have I, Barkov, Lusto, Lundell. I don't know if that's the quite the deepest yeah. uh, middle in the East. So uh, I would like to find someone else. Yeah, I, I'm totally with you there. And let's talk about what uh, some of the expiring deals for the Panthers. What what? And I looked up some of their trade history and what they were sold then. When, when Eric Stahl was with the Buffalo Sabres back in 2021, he was traded to the Montreal Canadiens for a three and a five. You're not going to get that this time around. And even though Eric Stahl, he was a big part of that Stanley Cup run for the the Habs, of course, mostly Carey Price there uh, carrying them carrying them to to five games in in uh, in 2021. Uh, but you're not you're not gonna get you're you're not gonna get that value for uh, Eric Stahl, like maybe a six or a seven at this point in his career. Gudis, I've heard second, but I'm not I'm I'm really not sure what I'm not sure a second round pick will will be like maybe a four a fourth 
uh, for 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 Gudis as well. Uh, if you if you're real if you're really if you're really willing to part with that for a four, and if it sets up maybe another deal, um, it, you don't necessarily have to use that to draft somebody. It, it just depends what the Panthers want to do because because they could they've taken on reclamation projects too. Let's not forget that Gus Forsling claimed off waivers. Josh Mahura uh, claimed off waivers as well. There, there, there's, there's also, there's also been rumors possibly about the Panthers being interested in Jesse Pugliarvi, who's a who's high, um, high first round pick, uh, who hasn't worked out in Edmonton even when he was paired with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, and he hasn't even gotten his uh, scoring touch there. So, how, and the Panthers would have his RFA rights too if they if they trade for him. So if that is the Reinhardt, would a Reinhardt deal bring back Pugliarvi? But I don't know how much you're willing to risk on a reclamation project too for for the Panthers. And then also we talk about cap room as well when we talk about trading a a Bennett or a Reinhardt. Could the Panthers be interested in an Eric Carlson too where the, the, the Sharks would said they would want to um, retain only 18% of his salary. So that would bring his salary up to 9.4. I just calculated that right before re- uh, recording. But how much of that produ- Norse caliber production can you expect if you if you trade for an aging player and using that as possible Ekblad insurance too because he's regressed too. And Ekblad's contract isn't bad. So that, 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 that tells me that they're going to keep him for a few more years still. So, but... It, are they going to do that as like Ekblad insurance? But what if Carlson can't stay healthy? Neither too. Mm-hmm. So that and and also I've heard interest in Tory Krug, but his his role has diminished as as well, and he's not um, playing on the top line uh, on the top pair, and he still has a whole bunch of term left. As as far as Panthers going after Krug, if they do go after Krug, it, it, it won't be at the deadline. It will be in the off season. Mm-hmm. But I'm I wouldn't be a big fan of going after uh, Tory Krug for for the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think all those deals um, that those are off-season deals. Um, I mean, I think at the trade deadline, that's usually where an overpay is going to happen. And if, uh, yeah, I just don't see something like that. Eric Carlson, I mean, he's he's an asset and what he brings to a team. He is a generational defenseman. Uh, he's having a great year on a uh, not so great team. And obviously you think like, okay, bringing him in, there's stuff that he can do, but obviously money wise, it's, I I just don't see how they would want to go about doing, uh, they, the Panthers would want to do that. Maybe if they didn't have 10 mil and a goalie, they would take on a contract like that, but because they have that there, I just not really sure how you make those uh, numbers quite work and still give yourself enough depth. Obviously, they've got some insane value off of Montour and Forsling with their cap mm-hmm. hits and, and how they're performing. But uh, yeah, I think that one might be a little too big, at least for the deadline, but uh, kind of fun to look at uh, potentially uh, in the offseason. So I think, I think this deadline will give them a good idea of what sort of direction they want to go and how they want to approach off season there's a lot of good free agents that are going to be out there so i think right now it's just yeah see if they can get as many first or seconds uh round picks as you can get like you said you know you can get rid of uh the stalls but what are they really going to give you you get a six like 
how many six round picks ever play in the NHL. I just think it's kind of useless. Like just eh, let them play here. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, that's how I am. So. Yeah. And the one time Mark Stahl was uh, traded in 2020 from New York to Detroit, it was for future considerations. That That's really <laughs> what it was. So it wasn't much then neither. And Radko yeah. Gudis, both times that he was traded as part of uh, sell- selling. Uh, so, so uh, it was one where, where uh tampa bay got uh Braden coburn uh in that in that trade and he was part of their uh 2020 run and then the and then uh and then another one in uh 2019 as well so he he he's been part of two cells in his career so it's not something that radko gudis isn't used to used to neither but of course you can't bring this same exact core uh back of course mahura got extended as well let's not forget that so four of your everyday players are going to be are under contract next season mm-hmm. so what are they going to do about re- replacing a, a gudis and, and and a stall um maybe one name out there is a, a south florida native uh shane gostas spare as well that's a, that's another that's another name for for the panthers that they could possibly uh, go for colin white is another expiring contract mm, not a lot of value there he was this was a reclamation project for the panthers after being bought out by ottawa but he, but but has hasn't played much this season, so I think that they're gonna let not give him an offer once he does become an RFA uh, this summer. So likely the the Panthers are gonna end up moving on from Colin White because I'm not sure what type of uh, value he does in fact have. But we're gonna transition over to segment number three, where we're gonna turn our attention from trade deadline to to Tuesday to Tuesday versus the Tampa Bay Lightning and see how how the panthers uh, approach this game for for them versus the tampa bay lightning we're going to discuss that next here on the locked on florida panthers podcast but first we're going to tell you all about built bar and are you looking for a delicious treat but don't want to all the fat and calories then you've got to try built bar we just got through the holidays and i know my goal is to eat a little healthier this this year what makes built so good well for starters they're covering 100 real chocolate that's right real chocolate and they come in unbelievable flavors like churro peanut butter brownie and coconut almond i'm not sure how built does it but he tastes like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros if you're close to sam's club grab a 13 bar box with our hip flavors brownie batter and churro you can thank me later third and final segment here on this sunday february 26th edition of the lockdown florida panthers podcast it's another edition of sunday with slump alex slump from full press Hockey is back here on the show. So at, at this point, Alex, we talked about the 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 10 points that the Florida Panthers the the, the maximum there they can drop mm-hmm. if they do if they want to make it to that 96 benchmark. And of course, it'll require, of course, winning the the swing games too. But just these two stretch of these two games, of course. At, on the road against Tampa Bay, which will be your only road game in this calendar month stretch, which brings great opportunity, but with so many games lost prior to it, mm-hmm. you wonder you wonder if it's too little, too late. But two points would be huge. The Tampa Bay Lightning just uh, came off of shutting out Detroit. Vasilevsky was great. Of course, with back-to-backs, Brian Elliott gets the start. Eric Chernak just uh, completed his suspension got a two game suspension after a hit 
elbowing. Did you see that hit? By the way, did you see that hit on Kyle Opozo that wasn't called uh, against the against the Sabers? Uh, Eric Turnak. No, no, I didn't. It was it was in the neutral zone. It was in the neutral zone, and and it, he he came charging over to Kyle Opozo, elbowed. Turnak, repeat offender, got two a two game suspension. I was thinking at first, okay, cool. The Florida Panthers are like likely not going to face Eric Turnak right, right as that suspension was announced, but then. The Tampa Bay Lightning had a back-to-back over the weekend, so <laughs> the the Panthers will be facing Eric Turnak on on <laughs> on Tuesday, and the Tampa Bay Lightning, they're healthy too, mm-hmm. no major injuries on on their roster. the 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 only LTIR space is still Brent Seabrook uh, there, and no uh, no IR no players on the IR. Vasilevsky is fresh off a, a shutout. They got embarrassed against the Pittsburgh Penguins, which I hadn't rechecked the final score, but last time I checked, it was seven to three. Oof. Pittsburgh. So final score ended up being oh that ex- same exact score seven to three. Seven so, to three. Wow. They're chasing Toronto. Yep. In in the for that home ice advantage, even though it doesn't matter to Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. But of course, it helps a little. It helps a little bit for uh, Tampa Bay. And uh, I believe Steven Stamkos on Sunday night just got his seven hundredth point. He just got five hundred goals a few weeks ago. And of course, when Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh meet, of course, uh, five cups in like the last decade combined with those two, uh, just and they, they didn't help the Panthers. Uh, the the Lightning didn't, but nah, they didn't want to do that. <laughs> they didn't, didn't want to do that. And but now the Panthers go in go into Emily Arena desperate, mm-hmm. and I, I'm sure Tampa Bay after getting embarrassed by Pittsburgh. It's uh, it doesn't look it doesn't look good for the Panthers as they head into that matchup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, doesn't. But desperation, like you said, desperate. Uh, desperation hockey bring, can bring out the best in a team. And if you had to say which team is playing for more, I would say Panthers probably have a little bit more to play for. If uh, if you think that the Lightning don't really care for, you know, really locking up home ice, and uh, yeah, but. It's a division, or so it's a it's a rivalry game, and I feel like it it never really matters, you know, where the teams are at. They always bring out such good hockey, and they're always competitive, close games. You know, you can look at when the Toronto Maple Leafs play in the Montreal Canadiens this year. Very opposite ends of the standings, and you know, Montreal still take it to them because it's just those rivalry games. These two, there's bad blood there. I think that the Panthers have just as good a chance as any in this, even if. You know, things kind of uh, lean towards the Lightning. So, regardless, it's going to be fun. It's going to be good. But the Panthers, their backs are against the wall. They have to go on a run. This is it. The players know it. It's not like, you know, fans maybe have thrown in the towel and say this isn't the year. Players don't do that. You know, they're so competitive. They are going to play. It doesn't matter what Zito does at the deadline. These guys are going to play their hearts out. They're going to give it their all. Everyone wants to make it, and hey, all you got to do is get in. Cinderella runs happen. So, yeah, maybe I'm a little bit more of a half-glass-full kind of guy, and I like to stay a little bit more optimistic, but I just know that these are, you know, these are competitive athletes who aren't going to throw it in, and they're going to bring their best, especially with their back against the wall, and I think this desperation uh, mode is is going to bring out a good fight in them, and, and I hope we see good results. Obviously, so much has to go their way. Uh, in order for them to have a chance at the playoffs. But, I mean, uh, 
choose to say that they can't give us uh, their best and they go on that run. So I'm excited for these last 20 and uh, to see what happens here. Yeah. And for, for let's go back. I want to go back to the 2021 season when the Panthers, uh, when, when it comes to playing on the road in Emily, mm. they, they broke a, they broke a long winning, a, a long losing streak in the regular season at Emily arena. And if, of course we can, Let's exclude the playoff series the in 2021 and especially 2022 for, for just a moment, for just a moment. <laughs> and what has happened ever since ever since Bill Zito has come to, to the Florida Panthers? In the regular season, they've split. Um, they split in 2021. Of course, that was the 56-game season of road games in Tampa Bay. They went 2-2 two two in, in 2021. Last year they they split the away games to uh, the away games in Tampa Florida won one in early October and then they they lost the second one which I was there for the second one uh, where Braden Point scored an overtime winner when when doesn't Braden Point score an overtime winner against Florida happened even this year but in FLA Live Arena and they lost earlier uh, back in November uh, in a game that the Panthers were just flat out embarrassed the only goal if I recall is Zach Dalpy. Uh, the, the, the only one there. And, and that was a, and I remember the very next day after that, Paul Murray uh, calls a timeout in the middle of the second period against Seattle. Uh, so it was just an overall bad weekend for, for, for the Panthers, uh, there at the, at the time in in, uh, November, but even in the first two and a half months too, but they've split for the most part and a win would officially have that as a split for the last three seasons, ever since Zito has come around. So there, 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 there's something there as far as the Panthers, this core has, has learned to be more comfortable playing at Emily arena, even though prior to that, it hasn't been a, an, an easy place to play. Yeah, no, I think that it's a good point. I mean, uh, every game is uh, different, but that's an interesting uh, trend. I, I, I hadn't picked up on that. So, I mean, that's uh that's uh, something. And that mm-hmm. is good. Yeah, I, I think I like the way you word that, that they uh, the core has become more comfortable uh, playing there and finding success there. I like that. So, hey, that's that bodes well for tomorrow. Yep. <laughs> is, so, or, is that when they play? Is it tomorrow? Tuesday. Tuesday, my bad. So, uh, I'm all mixed up on my weekend here. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's been it's definitely been that long weekend with uh, with the loss and the games in hand not going the way the way that the Panthers uh, want it. But on Tuesday's show, uh, we will be bringing in hopefully the host of Locked On Lightning, Adam Danker, to the show uh, to the show to preview the matchup for the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. We hadn't we hadn't spoken since uh, on an on, at least on an episode since the preseason. So we're gonna do that uh, hopefully on Tuesday's edition. So make sure you are subscribed to the show so so you get that episode. But Alex, I want to thank you so much for joining me on this edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Once again, for another edition of Sunday with Slump, tell everybody where they can find you online. Yeah, thanks again for having me, man. It's uh, always a pleasure to be here. And if you're interested in more of my work, you can find that over at fullpresshockey.com. You can also check out my uh, Twitter at Alex Slump. I'm pretty uh, active on there as well. So you can find articles, podcasts, everything I got on there. So if if you like the cut of my jib, that's where you'll find it. So, (laughs) but thanks again for having me here, Armando. It's uh, always a pleasure and I look forward to coming back again. Thank, thank, thank you. And yes, uh, follow, follow Al- definitely follow Alex. And he's not afraid to uh, <laughs> face a, face, um, tweet back at some criticisms on his uh, takes on uh, Paul Maurice. That's for sure. So make Ooh, sure that, that you uh, spicy. Fo- 
follow, follow him there. So, Alex, thank you so much, and I'll see you soon. Looking forward to it. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Ronan, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure you listen to today's episode of Locked On Sports Today. Peter Bukowski brings you a 30-minute or less podcast on the entirety of the sports scene with exclusive interviews and the take of the day. Follow Locked On Sports Today on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. So I'm Armando Velez with Alex Flem. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day. You sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done.